Hey guys, welcome to episode 107 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by one of Tennessee's rising stars, Riley Rocket. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by one of Tennessee's rising stars, Riley Rocket. So, how are you doing today, Riley? I am doing very, very well today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just glad we're in a new year full of new opportunities. So not much to complain about here, you know? Yes, I totally get it. (laughs) Well, firstly, what are your general thoughts as we delve into this brand new year? How are you feeling about it all? Um, I'm actually really, really super excited. I'm excited because I turned 19 this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's like another step closer to adulthood, which, you know, is ultimately a good thing, but it's also a bad thing at the same time. Um, but I just, I have a good feeling about this year. I feel like, you know, with, especially with everything that's going on, I just, I feel like this year is, you know, everybody's year, but especially, yeah, I feel like this is the year of the rocket. So on, yeah. Well, you heard it here first. It's going to be the year of the rocket. Now, quickly looking back at the crazy year of 2020 we had. Now, I don't know your specific situation, but do you think that this COVID and quarantine has hindered your training or potential for progress in wrestling? Or have you been able to still have a decent time spent in the ring last year? Um, it, it, has, it has messed with my wrestling schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, we were closed down for quite a few months at the training school that I wrestle at. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually they opened it back up and we opened it with like all the precautions and everything. But, you know, at that time, Tennessee, we, you know, we had the, we weren't as mask mandated as we are now. Mm -hmm. Um, So we weren't, we were still making somewhat of a deal of about the masks that we should be wearing them in general. Um, We don't have to wear them in the ring, but we should be wearing them while we're there at least. Um, And then it started to get worse. So we actually closed it down again in November and then we literally just opened it back up this past weekend. So that was really rough um, because I didn't feel like anybody had enough training time, mm-hmm. but a bunch of people that we that we have wrestle for us or come and wrestle with us are from the Carolinas. So, you know, they're also booked in Carolina. So they actually, you know, they got to keep wrestling and all that. And I was booked at one show, in North Carolina, but, um, but yeah, a lot of us actually didn't really get our training time, but it was good time because we had enough time to go to the gym and work out mm-hmm. and, you know, try to make ourselves look better than we ever did before. Now, how did that actually feel to come back this past weekend and step back into the ring for like the, like official first time in a while? It felt amazing. I was out for eight weeks with a mm-hmm. severe concussion. So this was like, yeah, this was like my first, this wasn't, this was my first match at SOM since then. Mm -hmm. So 
it was super, I was so excited. I really was. I literally got in the ring and I literally did like five jump. I, I just started jumping up and down because I was so happy. I was like, finally, I'm back, you know? Um, but it was, it was so much fun. It's weird not having a crowd, mm-hmm. but I completely understand that, you know, sometimes we might have like the wrestlers, uh, social distance and stand out in the crowd and kind of hoot and holler and that kind of thing. But yeah, it was so much fun. It's weird not being in a crowd for me too. This is the longest in honestly years. I haven't been to a show. It's been 10 months now. And so I completely understand like the reverse side of it. Like me not being there at shows is crazy. So I can't imagine like not having a crowd to feed off of like a full body crowd. You know, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because, you know, you see the people you wrestle with. Yeah. They're just standing there cheering for you. And you're like, wait, aren't you heel? Why are you cheering for me? (laughs) But but yeah, it, we'll cope with it. So okay. <laughs> now, before you started wrestling, you actually did beauty pageants for a while. Is that correct? Yes. Now, was that something you organically delved into or was it kind of an influence from your parents? I'm just curious. Um, My mom did pageants when she was okay. younger, but I, I was, you know, she didn't really, she won, I think one or two of them and she didn't do them after that. She was mm-hmm. really little too. So um but actually funny story I moved down to Tennessee and I was going to try out for the softball team because I wanted to play softball for the rest of my life um because I've been playing for a very 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 long time Mm -hmm. I think I was six years old when I started um but I didn't make the softball team and that broke me because I was like well what am I going to do now what am I going to do I only had ambitions to be a softball player and actually the next day I got sent a brochure from the Miss Tennessee USA organization and I figured out a way to convince my mom and dad and my family members to let me go and do the Miss Tennessee Teen USA pageant Mm -hmm. Um, and my grandma actually helped out with that too which was awesome but I, I did that for two years. Um, and then I just didn't do that organization anymore because it got super, super pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a ton of friends and I'm actually still really good friends with um, at least two or three of the girls there that I competed with. Um, and then I just started doing like local organizations and everything. I've competed in two national pageants within the past uh, year and a half. Oh. So, but yeah, so... Now, what was your favorite event or aspect in beauty pageants? The interview, of course. Uh-huh. Um, I'm small. I'm five foot two. So having somebody that's five foot two compete in a pageant against girls that are five, six and taller is kind of it's weird because even with heels on, I'm not as tall as they are. So <laughs> um, but <laughs> but the whole interview aspect, they got to see the side of Riley. I wanted them to see, Mm -hmm. you know, that I was, when I, when I, um, the second time I did the Miss Tennessee teen pageant, I was starting my career in wrestling. Yes. And I, you know, being tell somebody big like that, because this is the Miss universe organization. This is like the cream of the crop pageant Mm -hmm. 
organization. And the fact that I got to tell the judge I'm pursuing professional wrestling, you know, they gave me that look kind of like, wait, you're a girl and you're Mm -hmm. wrestling, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. But just to be able to tell somebody, especially that high up, what I want to pursue and why I want to pursue it and like the organizations I'm working with, you know, um, it's, it's crazy. It's, I enjoy it so, so much. The interview is definitely the best. I, I love me some dresses though. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but I, it's, there's just something about the interview process. That's just the best. And I feel like too, with the interviews, it kind of gave you um, a leg up on like getting ready for like promoing and stuff. Once you like got more into wrestling and being more comfortable, like behind a mic and like a stage presence and that stuff. So I feel like it oh, all yeah. ties into everything, right? Oh yes. It's, you know, ever since I started doing pageants, I've always been somewhat confident, mm-hmm. but when I started doing pageants, my confidence level just skyrocketed. It's like, wow. You know, like I can get on the stage in front of, I don't even know how many people are there, but in front of, let's say 1500 people and show myself off and I'm not even, you know, wrestling. And then, you know, and then I get in the ring and I'm like, like, holy cannoli. Like I have, you know, I don't have that many fans in present, Mm -hmm. you know, watching us, but online too, I'm in, I'm in front of more than 1500 people a week. Just yeah. watching that. So that's, it's, oh man, like my confidence has skyrocketed because of that. And it's helped me develop my Riley Rocket character in the ring as well. Now, did they have a talent portion in these shows? And if so, what was your go-to talent that you'd show to the judges? They actually did not have oh, a talent okay. Yeah. If they did, I probably would have um, brought in probably one of the guys, honestly, because I, you know, um, and, you know, I could have shown them some, like, you know, I would have brought in a mat and I would have brought like, yeah, I could have shown them some arm drags and hip tosses and headlock takeovers and, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I would um, have loved to see their faces. That would have been so cool to see. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Now, switching gears here, you are actually coming up on two years of training next month, correct? February? Yes. Yeah. So what would you say has been the greatest thing you've learned or advice you've been given these last two years that still sticks with you? Oh, wow. Um, that's hard. Uh, Ricky Morton's a talker. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Pretty much, he pretty much told me be in the moment. And he told me just because I'm a female doesn't mean that I can't achieve more, you know, the same or more than Mm -hmm. the guys. And he told me to never let a guy, you know, never let a guy make me feel like I'm downgraded, like I'm nothing because I am Mm -hmm. a female. So that's kind of huge. He's very adamant about everybody when you're in the ring it doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl you are a professional wrestler you both Mm -hmm. are wrestlers your gender doesn't he didn't say your gender doesn't matter but pretty much you know that kind of thing um so the fact that he told me that I can you know to just just keep doing what I'm doing because there's not very many female wrestlers out there people think that there are but there Mm -hmm. actually are not and you know you have to be 
confident enough in yourself and you have to be able to trust the person you're working with to be able Mm -hmm. to get in the ring with them. So now for people who aren't as familiar with your work, how would you describe your in-ring persona in a few words for Riley Rocket? (sighs) Spunky, perky, and determined. I can see that. She's always (laughs) shooting for the stars. Oh, yeah. Now, how does it feel to be declared the first lady of the School of Morton? How does it feel to have that title? Um, Actually, you know, I will forever have that title, but uh, we just did some new polls. And I am (laughs) currently not the first lady of SOM right now. Um, But I I genuinely think that um, all of us ladies deserve that title because there's technically there's five of us right now Mm -hmm. that are committed and putting their all into the product that is SOM. So I feel that all of us girls deserve that title because we, there's five of us. That's it. Five Mm -hmm. of us. And there's, I don't even know how many guys there, you know, and us girls, we're just, you know, some to some of the guys there, we're just there. We're just there. You know, we're not even, you know, to some of the guys, we're not even workers. We're just there. You know, we're just eye candy, Mm -hmm. which sucks. But we are out here and we are here proving that we, we belong here. And having that title, that's a huge deal for all of us Mm -hmm. because we have to hold that to the highest, you know, that's more important than a title being the first lady of SOM. That's huge. That is ginormous. So yeah, I just, I feel that all of us girls deserve that, especially, you know, because we do have a female ring announcer right now. And, you know, she actually was just in the last, this past weekend, we did a big event called the bunkhouse stampede and Mm -hmm. she was in it and she was actually the final, one of the final four. Wow. So yeah. And she's the announcer. Mm -hmm. And that was, Oh my gosh. Ass. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That made me feel empowered. Even though I wasn't in the final four, mm-hmm. that made me feel empowered because I'm like, Hey, she can kick butt too. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So yeah. That's really, really cool to see yeah. too, especially like a uh, female, not only wrestling, but delving into other aspects of wrestling, like announcing, whether it's commentating, refereeing, it's really, really empowering to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, was Flawless your first experience outside of your training school? Or can you tell me more about the actual first time you wrestled outside of SOM? That was my oh, first wow. time okay. outside of SOM. Yep. And that was also the very first, um, I mean, that was the very first for Flawless. That was the very first ever women's event. But that was my very first ever women's event, too. Um, I work, I've, I've worked, before that, I worked, I think, two, maybe three girls before that. Mm-hmm. But two that, you know, are somewhat known around here. Um, so that was a huge step for me to be yeah. able to go from only wrestling dudes and maybe two girls like here and there to wrestling, you know, to an all women's mm-hmm. show event, you know? Um, so yeah. Now, if you're ever having an off day, whether at training or the day of a show, what uplifts you or how do you lift yourself back up? 
Um, of course, prayer is a big part of my life, especially, you know, it's, you know, it keeps me sane, of course. <laughs> but uh, there's this song that actually I got my name from. Uh, it's called Feel Invincible by Skillet. Some of the lyrics mm-hmm. are shot like a rocket up into the sky. Nothing can stop me tonight. So I pretty much I put that on. And that's like kind of like my motivation pump up song. I have like a whole pump up playlist. Mm-hmm. And most of it is like WWE entrance songs. <laughs> but, you know, it works. And, you know, it gets me in to the mindset like okay you know you got this you got this i'm still gonna have butterflies because it's it's a performance mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have butterflies if you don't then you're insane but um but yeah i just i have i pray and i have a pump up playlist that i put on um usually like a half hour getting to the training mm-hmm. school and then while i'm getting ready and everything um i definitely play that playlist too so now, what does your like personal music playlist look like? What are some songs or artists that you admire or love the most? I'm very <laughs> curious about this. Um, I'm a huge One Direction fan. Oh, I have yes. been since. Yes, <laughs> I girl. have been since. I think actually since the X Factor, so 2010. Mm-hmm. I've been a huge One Direction fan. You know, um, actually in 2011 when they released "What Makes You Beautiful," mm-hmm. my parents thought that the song was super inappropriate because they didn't think that it was <laughs> like they thought that they that it some of the lyrics were mm-hmm. like "Don't we make up to cover up?" kind of thing. Oh like they God. thought that it was <laughs> yeah yeah. And I was like, um, okay, so they kind of like kept me away mm-hmm. from One Direction, but I had friends, so I every time I went over to their house, we would always, you know, listen to their songs and everything. Um, so I felt like a rebel because I was <laughs> listening to One Direction behind my parents' back. But then they they were like, nah, you're cool, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, actually, I just got my mom hooked onto One Direction too. She's not like obsessed with mm-hmm. them, but she likes them, which is good. It makes me happy. Cause that's literally what most of my playlist is anyways. So um, that, and I have a huge fatuation with eighties and nineties music. Um, you know, there's some like sixties here and there, Yeah. but it's mainly, you know, I like Backstreet Boys. I like new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. I like it. Things, so pretty much boy bands. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of, I've been really into Christina Aguilera and Mariah Carey lately. Mm-hmm. And um, Savage Garden, and I've been into rock. I don't know why. There's just something that uh-huh. I'm like into, you know, like um, Metallica, ACDC, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Aerosmith. You know, I've been really into Journey. I like Journey a lot. Great. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit of everything, honestly. Now, everybody has an answer to this question. Which One Direction boy was your ultimate favorite? Everybody, if you don't say you have one, you are lying. <laughs> Louie. Louie was oh, actually. Okay. Yeah. My- no, nobody likes Louie. And I was like, what? He's like the most adorable. I think mm-hmm. I thought he was the funniest. Niall was labeled the funny one, but yeah. I think Louie was the funniest. My friend was a Louie girl, so I can get that. Mm-hmm. I was a Zane girl personally myself, oh, but then I remember okay. the day he left. I literally remember where I was and what I was doing that day that he left. And I was in calculus class oh. <laughs> and I, my friend texted me and I'm like, excuse me. 
Oh, but yeah, that that's I digress. But um, I'm glad we could bond on that moment because One Direction yeah. like was a huge part of my childhood with like Tiger Beat posters and all of that yeah. up on my yeah. wall, and then listening to them. Like I still have their first album downloaded like off of my old iPod, and it, oh my god, it's bringing me back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Actually, when I was in middle school, we had. <laughs> I had a friend group and we all loved One Direction mm-hmm. so much that we would correspond our outfit at least one day a week mm-hmm. to our favorite member of One oh, Direction. That's iconic. I had, red, I had red pants and a black and white striped mm-hmm. shirt and I had the shoes and everything. And one of my best friends, she was like the biggest diehard Harry Styles mm-hmm. fan ever. So, you know, she had the long, dark hair. So she dressed up as Harry. And then I had like a tall best friend who was Mm -hmm. blonde and she was Niall. You know, Mm -hmm. we literally went full out. Like it wasn't even Halloween. It was just (laughs) weekly that we would dress up like members of One Direction. Mm -hmm. And we would we would pretend to be nonchalant. Like, no, we didn't do that. to You know, like people would ask us, did you do that to look like One Direction? No, we just wore this because we wanted to. (laughs) But then we would, you know, during lunch, we mm-hmm. would go and we would take pictures with each other, you know, and we would do kind of like the signature mm-hmm. thing that the boys did in the yeah. pictures, you know, corresponding to each boy. And we would do that in the pictures that we took and everything. So now which One Direction song is your ultimate favorite? Oh, that is like one of the hardest questions. That's There's almost as hard as asking me what my favorite Disney character is. Um, <laughs> you could OK. How about oh, wow. I give you three? OK. Stockholm Syndrome, mm-hmm. um, Fool's Gold, and Truly Madly Deeply. Oh, those are good ones. Yeah. Those are good ones. It's very hard to narrow it down, especially with the collection like they have. But those are some oh, really yeah. good ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's iconic, right. though, that you and your friends. I hope you still have some of those pictures because those are some good memories. Uh, I have no idea if I have those still or uh, not. That's funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, that makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> now, switching gears here back to wrestling, if you could book yourself in any match stipulation, which one do you want to tackle the most? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would probably want to do a hardcore match. There's something about, you know, like I want to get thrown through a table and, mm-hmm. you know, take a swanton off the or you know, take a swanton mm-hmm. off a ladder or, you know, get hit with a chair. I just, I don't know why I want that so bad, but that's one of the, you know, that's when I started watching wrestling was the attitude era when all yes. that was going on. So that's probably why I want to do it. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to do hardcore matches, but that's hard for females, you know, unless you're Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that'd be so much fun. You know, there's been, like, a recent rise in, like, hardcore and, like, death matches, I feel like, the last, like, two to three years. So, it's not as uncommon, but they're very niche. So, I get why a lot of people don't do them. And, plus, they're very grueling and, like, you're probably very prone to an injury. But that's really cool that you're kind of, like, fearless and want to tackle it. I feel like that could be really, really fun for you. Yeah, I do, too. But uh, I agree that it's, you know, some of it is really, really bloody. That's why, you know, I have like I I know what I would do and what I wouldn't do, Mm -hmm. even if it's for entertainment or not. That Like, I don't care about that. This is, you know, what I'm putting my body through. (laughs) I don't want to end up, 
you know, in the hospital. No. <laughs> for like a few weeks because, you know, I did something stupid. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately that would be my fault, not the other person's fault. Because I was like, yeah, I'll be in this match. Let's do it. You know? So. Yeah, you got to prep for them in a certain way. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I know one of your big goals is to make it to NXT. So, theoretically, if you could compete on NXT right now, who would you love to square off with from their roster? Can be male or female. Um, two. I have two. Um, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, I love Mm -hmm. those two. Yes, me too. Me too. It'd be really cool to, since Rhea Ripley is built, to see how you could go against her since you said you were shorter and kind of have that, like, underdog story. You, I feel like you'd be able to pull out some really cool moves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, I would I would take advantage of her height yeah. because you know, there's only so much you can do with girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on how tall they are or, you know, how much... It sucks, but depending on how much they weigh, too, mm-hmm. what you can and cannot do. Um, like, my orbiter is, you know, that's signature to Riley Rocket, which is, you know, it's Tornado DDT. Yes. And I can only do that on the guys because, one, they are they can, you know, hold me up enough to be able for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And, two, they're really tall. So I would love to be able to do that on a tall female like Rhea Ripley. And the fact that she's built. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's jacked. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she's five, seven, five, seven or five, eight. So, yeah, she's definitely uh, taller than average. Definitely up there. And then against Tony Storm, too, who's like literally incredible. Oh, yeah. I would love to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know you've been a wrestling fan, like you said, since you were about four years old. So looking back, is there a match or moment that stands out in your mind that you can recall that captivated you the most? I know you were a fan of Trish and Lita and Kelly Kelly, but is there a certain match or moment that you can recall that captivated you? Um, definitely when Jeff Hardy took the swanton off of, yep. I, I don't, yeah, like 60 feet in the air on top mm-hmm. of Randy Orton. That and pretty much any match was Eddie. Yeah, I think pretty much any match with Eddie because my dad showed me wrestling of like in the 80s and 90s, Mm -hmm. even before, you know, I officially started watching wrestling, you know, so I've always been around that. But definitely the Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton matches, all of them, they've all been phenomenal. Agreed. They're two of my favorites of all time. I totally agree. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie has a huge, I don't know. I, I'm a huge sucker for Eddie Guerrero. Um, not just because he's Hispanic and I love, mm-hmm. you know, the Hispanic culture and everything. Um, but the fact that he was tiny, mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he took steroids to make himself look big, of course. Yeah. But he was like small, like Ray Mysterio, not as small as Ray Mysterio, but Ray Mysterio small. And the fact that he could go out and beat up these guys that are like you know like he beat Brock Lesnar not very many people get to say I Mm -hmm. beat Brock Lesnar you know (laughs) like that's insane yeah definitely down in the history books he is incredible and then to see like after he passed to see people like Ray like tribute his Royal Rumble win to him is it Mm -hmm. it gets me emotional (laughs) yeah that and you know Sasha Banks mm-hmm. took a lot of her yes. inspiration from Eddie as well, she did. which makes me happy because currently she is my favorite female wrestler, 
Like she has been since she's been in NXT. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely, I love Sasha Banks so much. Um, so the fact that she pays tribute to Eddie mm-hmm. makes me super, super happy. Now, do you think you talk about paying tribute? Do you have any plans for like gear eventually of someone like one person who you'd love to make a gear tribute to? Would it be Eddie or would you think it would be somebody else? I I mean, I would want to do Eddie, but mm-hmm. a lot of people have already done Eddie. Yeah. So I would probably do something, you know, kind of pay tribute to Edge or okay. Beth Phoenix mm-hmm. because, you know, they made statements in mm-hmm. their career. You know, and I respect that like 150%. I respect that so, so much. Now, lastly, can you tell us one fun fact about yourself or something about you that most people wouldn't know? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, I am a huge nerd. Like, we're talking, I know so so much about disney i'm like one of the biggest disney fans you will ever meet that and i'm in love with anakin skywalker not actually in love with anakin mm-hmm. skywalker but you know i love star wars and darth vader and anakin skywalker are my favorite characters so yeah now if you had to recommend one disney movie to people which one if you could only like live off of one disney movie which one would it be if you had to recommend it Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, probably one of my favorites ever that's very, very underrated is probably either Atlantis or Treasure Planet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Those are good choices. Definitely underrated. Those wouldn't okay. be the first ones I would have thought of, but definitely, like you said, underrated. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go walk. Because everybody's like, oh, Frozen, Frozen, mm-hmm. you know, Snow White. I, Snow White's <laughs> my favorite princess. But, um, you know, definitely, I would definitely recommend the more underrated mm-hmm. movies because, you know, if they're more underrated, you know, you have a better chance of appreciating them True. a lot more than you would, especially with the characters nowadays because it's, like I said, it's everything is now Frozen. That's it. Yeah. There's like no other Disney movie <laughs> on the planet. It's just Frozen. I agree. While I love Frozen, I completely get where you're coming from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I felt like Frozen 2 was better than the first Frozen, Mm -hmm. but that's just me. I'm like, I love the music in Frozen Mm -hmm. 2. So I have to agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) And before I let you go, Riley, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Riley Rocket. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Riley. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, it has. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to see what 2021 has for you. It's going to be the year of the rocket. Yes.